Letter 61 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends Edited by Sidney Colvin This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo To Thomas Keats, Cairn Something, for Cairndow, July 17, 1818 My dear Tom, here's brown going on so that i cannot bring to mind how the last two days have vanished for example he says the lady of the lake went to rock herself to sleep on arthur's seat and the lord of the isles coming to press a piece i told you last how we were stared at in glasgow we are not out of the crowd yet steamboats on loch lomond and barouches on its sides take a little from the pleasure of such romantic chaps as brown and i the banks of the clyde are extremely beautiful the north end of loch lomond grand in excess the entrance at the lower end to the narrow part from a little distance is precious good the evening was beautiful nothing could surpass our fortune in the weather yet was i worldly enough to wish for a fleet of chivalry barges with trumpets and banners just to die away before me into that blue place among the mountains i must give you an outline as well as i can not b the water was a fine blue silvered and the mountains a dark purple the sun setting aslant behind them meantime the head of ben lomond was covered with a rich pink cloud we did not ascend ben lomond the price being very high and a half day of rest being quite acceptable we were up at four this morning and have walked to breakfast fifteen miles through two tremendous glens at the end of the first there is a place called rest and be thankful which we took for an inn it was nothing but a stone and so we were cheated into five more miles to breakfast i have just been bathing in loch fine a salt-water lake opposite the windows quite pat and fresh but for the cursed gadflies damn em they have been at me ever since i left the swan in two necks all gentle folks who owe a grudge to any living thing open your ears and stay your trudge whilst i in dudgeon sing the gadfly he hath stung me sore oh may he ne'er sting you but we have many a horrid boar he may sting black and blue has any here an old grey mare with three legs all her store oh put it to her buttocks bare and straight she'll run on four has any here a lawyer's suit of seventeen forty three take lawyer's nose and put it to it and you the end will see is there a man in parliament dumbfoundered in his speech oh let his neighbour make a rent and put one in his breech oh lowther how much better thou hast figured the other day when to the folks thou mates a bow and hadst no more to say if lucky gadfly had but taken his seat upon thine eye and put thee to a little pain to save thee from a worse better than southey it had been better than mr d better than wordsworth too i ween better than mr v forgive me pray good people all for deviating so in spirit sure i had a call and now i on will go 
has any here a daughter fair too fond of reading novels too apt to fall in love with care and charming mr lovels oh put a gadfly to that thing she keeps so white and pert i mean the finger for the ring and it will breed a wort has any here a pious spouse who seven times a day scolds as king david prayed to chouse and have her holy way oh let a gadfly's little sting persuade her sacred tongue that noises are a common thing but that her bell has rung and as this is the summum bonum of all conquering i leave without in words mo the gadfly's little sting Inverie, july eighteen last evening we came round the end of loch fine to Inverie. the duke of argyle's castle is very modern magnificent and more so from the place it is in the woods seem old enough to remember two or three changes in the crags about them the lake was beautiful and there was a band at a distance by the castle i must say i enjoyed two or three common tunes but nothing could stifle the horrors of a solo on the bagpipe i thought the beast would never have done yet was i doomed to hear another on entering Inverry, we saw a play-bill brown was knocked up from new shoes so i went to the barn alone where i saw the stranger accompanied by a bagpipe there they went on about interesting creators in human nature till the curtain fell and then came the bagpipe when mrs haller fainted down went the curtain and out came the bagpipe at the heart-rending shoe-mending reconciliation the piper blew amain i never read or saw this play before not the bagpipe nor the wretched players themselves were little in comparison with it thank heaven it has been scoffed at lately almost to a fashion of late two dainties were before me placed sweet holy pure sacred and innocent from the ninth sphere to me benignly sent the gods might know my own particular taste first the soft bagpipe mourned with zealous haste the stranger next with a head on bosom bent sighed rueful again the piteous bagpipe went again the stranger sighings fresh did waste o oh, bagpipe thou didst steal my heart away o oh, stranger thou my nurse from pipe didst charm o oh, bagpipe thou didst reassert thy sway again thou stranger gavest me fresh alarm alas i could not choose ah my poor heart mum chance art thou with both obliged to part i think we are the luckiest fellows in christianum brown could not proceed this morning on account of his feet and lo there is thunder and rain kilmel fort july twentieth for these two days past we have been so badly accommodated more particularly in coarse food than i have not been at all in cue to write last night poor brown with his feet blistered and scarcely able to walk after a trudge of twenty miles down the side of loch haw had no supper but eggs and oat cake we have lost the sight of white bread entirely now we had eaten nothing but eggs all day about ten apiece and they had become sickening today we have fared rather better 
but no oat cake wanting we had a small chicken and even a good bottle of port but altogether the fare is too coarse i feel it a little another week will break us in i forgot to tell you that when we came through glenside it was early in the morning and we were pleased with the noise of shepherds sheep and dogs in the misty heights close above us we saw none of them for some time till two came in sight creeping among the crags like emmets yet their voices came quite plainly to us the approach to loch awe was very solemn towards nightfall the first glance was a streak of water deep in the bases of large black mountains we had come along a complete mountain road where if one listened there was not a sound but that of mountain streams we walked twenty miles by the side of loch awe every ten steps creating a new and beautiful picture sometimes through little wood there are two islands on the lake each with a beautiful ruin one of them rich in ivy we are detained this morning by the rain i will tell you exactly where we are we are between loch Cranish and the sea just opposite long island yesterday our walk was of this description the nearer hills were not very lofty but many of them steep beautifully wooded the distant mountains in the hebrides very grand the salt-water lakes coming up between crags and islands full tide and scarcely ruffled sometimes appearing as one large lake sometimes as three distinct ones in different directions at one point we saw far off a rocky opening into the main sea we have also seen an eagle or two they move about without the least motion of wings when in indolent fit i am for the first time in a country where a foreign language is spoken they gabble away gaelic at a vast rate numbers of them speak english there are not many kilts in argyleshire at fort william they say a man is not admitted into society without one the ladies there have a horror at the indecency of breeches i cannot give you a better idea of highland life than by describing the place we are in the inn or public is by far the best house in the immediate neighborhood it has a white front with tolerable windows the table i am writing on surprises me as being a nice flapped mahogany one you may if you peep see through the floor chinks into the ground rooms the old grandmother of the house seems intelligent though not over clean and b no snuff being to be had in the village she made us some the good man is a rough-looking hearty stout man who i think does not speak so much english as the good wife who is very obliging and sensible and moreover though stockingless as a pair of old shoes last night some whisky men sat up clattering gaelic till i am sure one o'clock to our great annoyance there is a gaelic testament on the drawers in the next room white and blue chinaware has crept all around here yesterday there passed a donkey laden with tin pots opposite the window there are hills in a mist a few ash trees and a mountain stream at a little distance they possess a few head of cattle if you had gone round to the back of the house just now you would have seen more hills in a mist 
some dozen wretched black cottages scented of peat smoke which finds its way by the door or a hole in the roof a girl here and there barefoot there was one little thing driving cows down a slope like a mad thing there was another standing at the cowhouse door rather pretty-faced all up to the ankles in dirt oban july twenty one we have walked fifteen miles in a soaking rain to oban opposite the isle of mall which is so near staffa we had thought to pass to it but the expense is seven guineas and those rather extorted staffa you see is a fashionable place and therefore every one connected with it either in this town or the island are what you call up tis like paying sixpence for an apple at the playhouse this irritated me and brown was not best pleased we have therefore resolved to set northward for fort william to-morrow morning i fed upon a bit of white bread to-day like a sparrow it was very fine i cannot manage the cursed oat-cake remember me to all and let me hear a good account of you at inverness i am sorry georgie had not those lines good-bye your affectionate brother john End of letter 61